us, our very own our Deacon Namir Nara, who's going to be preaching, right? This is one of his first times preaching, and so we're very blessed again that Namir, our Deacon Namir, is the son of holy martyrs, and so today we, we're blessed to have him with us, and so please give him your attention. Good morning. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. On April 24th, 1581, a little boy named Vincent was born in a small village in France. He was born to a very, very hard time. His family was very poor, and he wanted to seek a way out. And the way he decided to do that, he was going to enter the priesthood. So at age 14, Vincent entered seminary. He went away, studied for five years, and then at 19, he finished his studies. And the problem was that you had to be at least 25 to be ordained. But everyone recognized how brilliant Vince was, how smart he was, and his ability to preach. So they went to Rome, got a dispensation, and he was ordained at just 19 years old. And everyone loved Vincent. He had a great sense of humor, he was a great preacher very lovable, and very, very smart. And the first years of his priesthood, all he did was hang out with the rich people. He did not want to go back to his life. He did not want anything to do with the poor. Even his father visited him at seminary one day, and he did not go out to greet him because of how poor he looked. That's where Vincent was at his life. A few years later, Vincent was assigned at a poor parish, and at this parish, seeing people dying of starvation was almost a daily thing. And something changed in his heart. He had a conversion of heart where he left his comfortable lifestyle. He gave away all he had to the poor. And for the rest of his priesthood, he dedicated to serving the poor. We know Vincent today as St. Vincent de Paul. St. Vincent de Paul, in, the, in his younger years, wanted to be first. He wanted to be the best preacher. He wanted to have a comfortable life. He wanted to be well-loved by everyone. But St. Vincent realized that in order to be first in the next life, we have to be last in this life. And I realize this is not an easy thing to do. By our own nature, we want to be the best, right? We're very competitive. As human beings, we get very competitive. You know, we want to get the best grades, we want to have the best house, we want to have the best car, best degree, best, you name it, we want to be the best. And there is nothing wrong with that, honestly. You should achieve to be your best. But it becomes a problem when it's not just about you want to be your best, but I want to be better than everybody else. I want to be better than this guy and that guy, it's all about me. But Jesus tells us that is not the way. Jesus tells us to be last in order to be first. Jesus tells us to love others as we love ourselves. But how does this make sense? Why would I love somebody else? Why do I need to worry about somebody else? I need to worry about myself. I got to take care of my family. Why worry about somebody else? And to a certain extent, I agree with that. We do need to worry about ourselves first. But what are the things that we're worrying about? Are we worrying about the things of this life, or are we worrying about the next life? And that's what they were asking Jesus today in the reading. They went up to him and said, Jesus, 
Will those that go to heaven will be few? It's an interesting question to ask. And there's two things that I want to deduce from this question. Two things I want us to think about. The first one is why ask the question? Like what was Jesus talking about for them to think about eternal life? I can guarantee you it wasn't an easy, it wasn't an easy teaching. Because if it was easy, they would be happy. They wouldn't be wondering. If Jesus says, hey, I love you. Do whatever you want to do. Just come to heaven. You'll be in heaven with me as long as you love me. They were like, okay, that's good. But the teaching was hard for them to even ask the question. The second thing I want us to think about is the question itself. Will many or will those that will be saved be few? Shouldn't the question be, will I be saved? Why are they worried about everybody else? And when I said I need to worry about ourselves, this is what I mean. I need to worry about my family. We need to worry about our spouses, our kids, before I can judge who can or can't go to heaven. And you notice that Jesus doesn't answer the question directly. He doesn't say this many people will go to heaven. He doesn't say this group or that group will go to heaven. He turns it on the person asking. What does he say? Strive to enter the narrow door. For many will seek and will not be able to. And the Greek word that's used here is struggle with difficulties and dangers. Which means entering through the narrow door is not going to be an easy thing. Being a Christian should not be an easy life. Jesus says we will be persecuted. Just yesterday I saw on Facebook another church being vandalized. You don't see that on the news, but there are churches being burned and vandalized all over the world. Our Christian values are being attacked every single day. Jesus promised us that he will, they will hate you because they hated him first. And that's our culture today. That's our culture. And Jesus continues, you will stand outside the door and knock, saying, Lord, open to us. He will answer you, I do not know where you come from. Then you will begin to say, we ate and drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know where you come from. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. That is something, I don't know about you guys, me, I don't want to hear Jesus say that. I don't want to hear Jesus say, I do not know you. You see, every time Jesus, not every time, but there are a few places in the gospel where Jesus talks about who will enter the kingdom of heaven or who will not enter the kingdom of heaven. And it's always those that do not know me. Get away from me. I do not know you. Right? And these guys, well, actually, before we get there, how do we, how do we know Jesus? That becomes the next logical question, right? If Jesus says, I do not know you, how do we know Jesus? And I'm going to give you just one simple thing today. The best way to know Jesus is through his word. The best way to know Jesus is through the Bible. That is the literal word of God. That's how we know what God wants to say to us. And I know that God, the Bible can be complicated. You have Old Testament, New Testament, so many writers, so many moving parts. But honestly, how blessed are we to live today? We have so many resources to go to. Like we have YouTube we can go. We have Google, right? We have so many commentaries. But I think the best tool that we can use right now is Father Mike Smith, Bible in a Year. So Father Mike has this podcast 
for 365 days, and every day he'll post a 20, 25-minute audio of the Bible. And he'll go, if you do it for 365 days, you will go through the whole Bible. You can do that on your way to work. And how beautiful would that be? The first thing we do on our way to work, on our way to start our day, is to, to hear the word of God. You see, the people asking Jesus the question were surprised by the answer. Because they thought they knew Jesus. You know, did we not eat and drink with him? That was their reply. St. Vincent de Paul thought he knew Jesus. He was a priest. He was a priest of Jesus Christ. But in his younger years, he was a priest for himself. He wasn't a priest for him. And that's a temptation we can face today. We know Jesus. We come to church every Sunday. And that's a good thing. We should come to church every Sunday. But what does the rest of our week look like? Are we thinking about Jesus just on Sunday? Or are we thinking about Jesus Sunday through Monday? And I'm sorry, I know this is, this is a hard teaching, you know. Like, I didn't envision myself, my very few, you know, first homily to be about people not going to heaven. Like, I wanted to come up here and tell you Jesus loves you, you guys would have loved me, it would have been great, right? But that's not all that the Jesus talks about. We cannot get away from the hard parts. And if Jesus talks about it, I think it gives us permission to not only talk about it, but to also think about it and see how we can change our life. And to ask ourselves, am I living? Am I li- is my life worthy to spend eternity with him? Because spiritually, you can't stay stagnant. You're either going up or you're going down. We're either getting to know Jesus more or we're staying further away from him. And one of my biggest fears, guys, one of my biggest fears in life is when the Lord calls me home and I I meet Jesus and then we go through my book of life and we go through everything that I've done. I just know that I'm going to be there thinking like, man, if I can only go back, if I can only go back here and say one more rosary, if I can only go back here and help one more person, if I can only go back in this time and don't gossip about X, Y, and Z. But by the next time, it will be too late. But it's not too late today. It's not too late to turn our gaze to God today. It's not too late to strive for the narrow door. And it's not too late to imitate St. Vincent de Paul in making ourselves last in order to be first in the next life. Amen? Let us stand well with joy and gladness.